So the soil ceremony began when the Alachua County Commission and the Alachua NAACP decided that they were gonna go and visit the Legacy Museum in Alabama, um, which was founded by Brian Stevenson, the um, civil rights activist um, lawyer. And the whole museum centers around this whole idea with the Equal Justice Initiative about um, truth and reconciliation. And so a part of that is that the Legacy Museum decided that they were going to visit. Research was done to understand throughout all of the United States where these lynchings occurred. And then they dove even deeper to try to figure out the specific locations, the victims that were murdered. And then they selected it even further down to specifically Alachua County. And what they did was they're taking them um, city by city. So this specific event was Waldo, Hawthorne, Campville, and Rochelle. And then the five victims, um, there was an unidentified African-American boy. There was an unidentified African-American male. And then Charles Wiley, Henry White, and George Buddington. The unidentified African-American man, he was abducted from jail by a white mob. And then he was shot to death. He was whipped and lynched, and this was all while he was trying to defend himself because he was accused of trying to steal a suitcase from a passenger train. And this is all based off of accusations, right? So none of this was ever proven. You know, it was just the time period. It didn't matter whether it was real fact or not. These people were lynched. And then we have the, there was an unidentified African-American child who was accused of burglary and arson. And then he was actually hung from a beam of a storage building. His body remained there for a few days and hundreds of people came to just look and see his body being hung from the storage beam. Charles Wiley, he was another victim from Rochelle. He was accused of using strong language towards a white man in his yard. He then took himself home to treat his injuries and then the mob found him and set fire to him while he was in his bed. And then Henry White from Campville was another person who was abducted from a white mob in the waiting room of a train station. She was, there was a female being called upon by various white men and there was noise heard coming from her bedroom and they found him underneath her bed. Again, nothing was ever proven, but because of the time period, he was lynched. So he was held captive and um, hung from a tree nearby. And then George Buddington, the fifth one that was lynched, he was shot to death by another white mob in Campville and he was accused of threatening a white woman who owed him money. So he was the last fifth honored victim that were all from the Waldo, Hawthorne, Campbell, and Rochelle areas. Can you take me through the memorial service? What was that like? At first, when I got there, I truly didn't know what to expect. But you could tell from the energy as soon as you got there that it was more of an event of community. The feeling that everyone was joining together to respect it was like a memorial service for those victims who never got the chance to have their peace. And so it was just really a community event that was so strong and it just focused on like truth and reconciliation and remembering that if you refuse to recognize the past and like the Reverend Herring said, like all of these speakers that work for the Alachua County Commission or are from these areas, it, you could just truly see that like this project was able to I don't know, like remind us that if we don't recognize our past, then we're doomed to repeat it. And can you tell me a little bit more about some of the perspectives you heard from? Some of the perspectives, honestly, they all aligned very, very greatly with the point that was just said. Every time someone came on stage, they said the whole meaning of the memorials and 
everything that the Remembrance Project is trying to do all aligns with that idea that if we don't recognize the past with everything going on in society right now, and someone mentioned that, I believe it was Reverend Herring who said that the racial violence and political climate that is starting to become back to Jim Crow days, if we don't recognize that and make an effort to invoke change, then we're doomed to repeat history all over again. Can you kind of take me through what happened at the soil ceremony? Can you describe that to me? When I got there, there was, you know, an invocation. There was like a bunch of blessings to open up from the church. They had members of the African church give a drum call and libation, which was essentially to uproot ancestors and make sure that it was sacred ground that the ceremony was occurring on. There were candles lit by um, members of the Alachua County Commission to represent the five victims that were murdered. And it was just really incredible. I'd never been able to experience anything like the African church doing the drum call and libation was something again, like I learned so much from that experience. And I don't know, it really touched me to be able to see something and to be able to bring this community together. Um, Trina Green, she sung beautiful songs that united the community and people of all backgrounds, all ages, seeing everybody come together, like I said, was just something that I've never seen with my own eyes in the Gainesville community. And it was just absolutely incredible, the energy that was there and the love that's in this community. What's something else specifically that you learned that stood out to you? One of the most incredible things that I think the Alachua County uh, Community Remembrance Project, and they work with the Equal Justice Initiative, the idea of the soil ceremony itself, taking time to remember that this country has deep roots of racism within it, and that they're taking the initiative to learn what happened to these murdered victims and how can we bring peace or how can we try to invoke, you know, some sort of remembrance as a way to honor them so that their murders were not in vain. The actual act of visiting these lynching sites, taking the soil of where their blood, sweat, and tears were in the earth, and then transporting them into two jars of soil. And one stays in that county, in that city. And then the other one goes to the museum in Alabama. And it's just a wall of people from the United States. And I remember speaking to Jackie Davis, one of the community liaisons for the project, and she said, you know, looking at these jars of soil and all the different colors, it, it's just unbelievable, you know, and it makes it that more real taking the soil from these sites. The fact that they take the effort to do all this research is just remarkable. And what do you feel is the significance or biggest takeaway people should have from your story? The biggest takeaway that people should, you know, when they read the story, I wrote it because even I was ignorant to the kind of deeply rooted racist history of Alachua County, you know, and the main idea that everyone was trying to prove even within, you know, the ceremony itself was that if we fail to recognize what is going on in our community, let alone the entire United States, we are doomed to repeat our history. And so people need to recognize that this is a real ongoing issue. And is there anything else you'd like to add or feel people should know about? I feel so, you know, lucky to have been able to report on this. I think that it was such an incredible experience. The people that I got to speak to, um, the first African-American female for Orlando in the Ninth Circuit to win a contested race, you know, Orlando is my home. So when I interviewed her and she had her four-year-old son with her, 
and being able to watch him and his ancestors are from the city of Rochelle to be able to put soil in that jar from the lynch victim from the city of Rochelle. I mean, it was just incredible to try and prove that, you know, it's important for all generations to learn and acknowledge.